And now, another edition of Top Rope Report. I give you the host, Mr. Trivia. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Top Rope Report. Here on tonight, Facebook Live, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor. I'm your no host, you. Mr. Trivia. Nope, I got no internet. Oh. The wind here. The wind here is blowing about sixty miles an hour, and it's raining. It's raining to beat the band. Well, I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, how's it going? Yeah, that's up, Trip. Not much. Uh, so the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. Usually, usually the best Monday Night Raw come down the pike in a long time, and this Monday night was not good. Nope. I mean, I, I was not impressed with it at all. Not at all. And, uh, it's just something that, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what happened, I mean, I don't know if the booking was wrong, or, but it, it was just, it just was bad. It was just like a regular Monday Night Raw, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. So, and it's, uh, I mean, we're one month away from WrestleMania Backlash. I think it's one month, May 8th, right? I think so. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Yeah, I, have to I look. think that's the date. And uh, so, and more than likely, we're going to get a lot of rematches from WrestleMania out of that pay-per-view. So. Well, I mean, that's kind of expected because they, I mean... They call it WrestleMania Backlash for a reason. Yeah. Yes, it is May 8th. Okay. Sunday, May so 8th. So is there any, uh, I mean, I, I didn't see anything, but there was anything that you saw on Raw that, you know, stuck out that you liked? Or? Yeah, that it went off the air. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I could say okay. there's one, one thing, I, I mean, I, I say that jokingly, um, it definitely, I mean, if I look back at what happened on Raw, it probably wasn't as bad as I thought, but it's one again, once again, it's one of those things where your expectations are so high because it's the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania that they gave you blah. You know, it, it, it's like, I don't know, have you ever been to the top of the Empire State Building? So just imagine, it's the first time you're ever going to the top of the Empire State Building, and you're going to get to see all of New York City, and this and that, that and this, and it's a cloudy, rainy day, and you see nothing. You know what I mean? You're still way up there, and you kind of see some things through the clouds, but it's not what you wanted and what you expected. That's right. Monday Night Raw from me this past Monday. Okay. Hey, Raphael. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, I, I can agree, because there was a lot of things on the show that, I mean, I I was not impressed with at all. I mean, I was really disappointed. I was expecting, you know, some major stuff. To, I mean, there was something shocking to me that happened, and we'll get into that when we talk about the matches. But uh, to me, it, was, it wasn't uh, a very good show. And, you know, tomorrow night is SmackDown, so hopefully... You know, we'll get something out of that. Hopefully, we'll see uh, what's next for Roman Reigns. I guess he's going to make plans to what's next for him. So, 
Well, that's, that's what he said in his promo on, on, well, Raw. We'll get to that when we get to that point of Raw. Hey, Rafi Hellson, good evening, guys. I jumped off the Empire State Building, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I wouldn't want to lose a good friend. But, uh, I mean, if you want, I mean, we can get into talking about the matches if, you, if you're ready there, Greg. Yeah, I mean, it started out with Cody Rhodes um, in the ring. Um, I mean... Seeing as, as you were the caboose in our WrestleMania um, pay-per-view predictions, um, I'll allow you to go first. Thank you. I think it was the first time I've been in. I've been the caboose. I don't think I was the caboose all that year. I don't remember. But uh, oh. yeah, the promo was good. It was a very, a very heartwarming promo, very touching promo. The crowd was behind him all the way. I'm glad that. In a way, I'm kind of glad Cody Rhodes is back because I really think that they're going to put a title on him. And, you know, talking about his father, how his father never really won the WWE title, how he wants to win it for his family, he wants to win it for his dad. And then Seth Rollins comes up, and it's like, oh, great. Seth Rollins is going to, like, attack him or something because he just got beat the night before and Cody Rhodes, in the true sportsmanship and the true gentleman that he is, stuck his hand out. Seth Rollins shook his hand and said, welcome home, which I thought was a very nice gesture on his part. I think that there's going to be a little bit more to Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes down the road. But um, I, I thought it was a very, very good opening promo. I, I gave it a B plus. Okay. Um, I, I mean... Once again, I, I missed the little teaser. I didn't know when Cody Rhodes was coming out. I didn't see the little teaser that USA had on before the show came on. Um, so I, I was kind of expecting Cody Rhodes to end the show or later in the show, not open the show. But he opened the show, um, and it was, you know, Monday Night Raw. Oh, God, here we go. Another opening promo. What kind of disaster is this going to be? And it wasn't. It was a very, as you said, very, very heartfelt promo um, at first, when he started to talk about his dad and started to get emotional, at first, it looked like he was almost forcing it, and then as I watched it, it looked like he genuinely was not forcing himself to show emotion, he was trying to not show emotion, and then that's when it eventually came off, um... I thought Seth Rollins coming out was kind of like, oh, God. You know, we had talked about how far into his promo was Seth Rollins going to come out. And I said, well, if it's a five-minute promo, I see Rollins coming out after four minutes. And that's kind of what it was. It was about ten minutes. Rollins came out at the end. The handshake and the smile from Seth Rollins, and he went away. What that means for the two of them, do they continue their feud? Do we see another Seth Rollins-Cody Rhodes match at Backlash? I don't know. Um, is this, is Cody Rhodes WWE's answer to building up Cody Rhodes as the master face to eventually beat Roman Reigns? Ah, I don't know if I'm buying that as of yet. Um, but I, I, I actually gave it an A minus. I really liked the opening. Then we went into a tag team match. Um where it was the newly crowned Naomi and Sasha Banks taking on 
um, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. Um, this was a quote-unquote contenders match. It, I mean, arguably these were the four best competitors of the Fatal Four that they had at WrestleMania. Um, it was just an okay match. Um, there was nothing, you know, that stood out that was great. There wasn't anything that stood out that was horrible. It was just another match between two teams that had been together for less than a month that possibly looked like they could be the tag team, quote-unquote, women's tag team feud. But then at the end, they already showed there's possibility of a little dissension between Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. So cross off another fucking tag team in the women's division. It just doesn't make sense. Um, I, including with the ending, look like what it's leading to. I gave it a C minus. Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's another. It was a tag team match that I didn't really think was all that great. I'm surprised too because Liv and Rhea, you know, they're they're a good team. Sasha and Naomi, you know, new champions. I expected a lot more out of this match than what we got. I think, I, I know now I see that there's going to be uh, a problem with Liv and Rhea from, uh, coming up next week. So I really think that uh, we're going to see the split up there like you had talked about. You know, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I was disappointed in the match. I gave it a C-. minus. Okay. Then after that, we had a... Um uh, promo from Kevin Owens. He came out into the ring, um, cut a little promo, and talked about his loss to uh, Stone Cold. Uh, yeah, he did uh, definitely come out and admit, you know, that I guess he took Stone Cold too uh, too lightly, took him for granted, I guess, and. Uh, Got his ass whooped. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you know, I I don't know if there's any rematch in the works or if there's going to be another Kevin Owens show with Stone Cold again. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I really don't care if they have one. What's up, DJ? And, um, but the ending of it with Ezekiel, I mean, that's, that was just utterly ridiculous. I mean, I understand that, you know, you want to repackage Elias. He's been gone for a while. Um, I kind of like the guitar gimmick. I was really getting into his gimmick with the guitar and everything else. And now you bring in his quote-unquote younger brother or younger cousin or whoever the hell he claims to be. Um, and that ruined the promo. If it wasn't for that, I would have gave the promo a B. But because of that, I gave it a uh, a C. Oh, okay. I dropped it a whole letter grade. Okay. Um, I, I mean, this was... I mean, the promo with Kevin Owens, okay. He had to eat his own crow. Um, which was, you know, which was fine. He admitted, I, I don't think it's going to leave. I, I've read something, I don't know if I saved it, so I'll mention it, that was uh, a video that I saw about early... 
um, SummerSlam predictions, and it, it one of the predictions was Kevin Owens and Steve Austin in a um, a broken skull yard fight, whatever, something stupid like that. Um, that yeah. that Kevin Owens would fight Stone Cold that at Steve Austin's ranch at SummerSlam. And I'm like, okay, now now it, it. I think it came from that WrestleMania website. To be honest with you, um, I, I don't think there's been another match. It, it's over. It's done with. Steve Austin got his one million dollars for two nights of, of WrestleMania, whatever they paid him. Um, he can go home, craft more beers, do more Broken Skull sessions, and interview more people. What I think would be great is if. The next Broken Skull Sessions was Kevin Owens. I think that would, you know, the real, you know, Kevin Owens, not not the character. And, you know, really talk about things, but but that's a whole other story. Ezekiel coming out, um, as they say, FKA Elias, um, was definitely a surprise. This this guy, this weird music hit, this weird guy came out with these little pink trunks and knee pads and boots. And I'm like... Who the hell is that? And then Kurt's like, oh, I know who that is. And he didn't really say who it was until he got in the ring. And then when you really looked at it and realized, realized that this man was Elias, totally shaved. I mean, his chest, his armpits, everything was totally shaved. Um, I mean, could I have done without it? Yes. Do I hate it? No. I want to see where the character goes first. Um, I'm going to give the, the promo aspect of it a B-. minus. Okay. Then we got into the match where it was um, Dominic versus The Miz. And I guess kind of a WrestleMania rematch. Um, and it was a quick match. Um, the Miz wound up winning, and then all of a sudden, the music hit, and down came Veer, who at first, when he came out, I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to come down, um, he's going to confront the Miz, and um, Miz was going to, you know, get into a little campaign with him, and probably put him over like he did with Damian Priest. I think we would all agree that Damian Priest became successful, and it really helped that he feuded with The Miz. Nope, he went after the Mysterios. Okay. Laid them both out, walked out of the ring. Um, the whole thing with Veer in the match, I gave a D+. Plus. Um, I agree. First of all, the match with The Miz and Dominic Mysterio, way too short. I could have done without a 30-second match. Um... Yeah, take away a lot of any credibility that Dominic had. Right. The um, the build up to the debut of Veer Mahan. Uh, you know, if you want to make him look powerful, make him look powerful against against somebody else other than Rey Mysterio. I mean, Rey Mysterio is like what three feet tall, hundred fifty pounds soaking wet with rocks in his pocket. He's a WWE Hall of Famer, though. So I mean, yeah, but that was the no. point about that. Sorry, go ahead. Um, and I know they got a match next week. So we'll have to see, you know, how devastating WWE is going to make Veer Mahan look. I was disappointed in the whole segment. I gave the whole segment a D. Oh, okay. 
Then after that, we had another promo, and it was the newly crowned Women's Raw Champion, Bianca Belair, come out to the ring. Shiner and all. What'd you think? Good promo. Uh, It kind of took something away because I was waiting for Becky to come out and, you know, start... Uh, start something, you know, maybe get the fuel going for uh, a rematch at WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, I'm kind of glad that Bianca, you know, won, got her rematch, got her revenge, so to speak, from what happened at SummerSlam. I thought uh, the WrestleMania match was good. The promo, yeah, it, it lacked a little bit. You know, I was more interested in how the hell she got to Shiner and everything because I didn't even realize, I didn't even see where it happened in the match. And, uh, but I thought, I thought the promo was pretty good. I mean, it got, you know, she got out to say what she needed to say. And, you know, she, a lot of the fans were behind her. She was glad that she, able, that she was able to get her revenge on Becky from SummerSlam. So I gave the, I gave the, the promo a C plus. Okay. Um, yeah, it was her first that I can remember, um, in a, at least in a while. Um, in-ring solo in-ring promo where it was just her here's your microphone and go at it Um, and it was okay it was average it wasn't outstanding it wasn't bad but it was okay you know her coming out with sunglasses on and taking sunglasses off and showing that I almost swollen completely shut um you know, show that she's a badass bitch, I guess. You know, she got kicked in the face. Um, you know, Becky kicked her with her right boot right in the eye. Saw it during the match. Realized when it happened. Um, no substantial damage. No orbital bone fractures or anything. And uh, um, it was just average. Um, nothing came out of it. Um, she didn't lay down a challenge to the to the locker room saying she's done with Becky Lynch. She didn't say, Becky, come get some. It was just her in the ring with her braid and talking. I just gave it, it was yep. just average, so I gave it a C. All right, Scott, thanks for tuning in. Then after that, we had the match, um, the return match for the NXT Championship where Braun Breaker took on Dolph Ziggler. Um, was the match good? Yes. Um, would it have been good if they did it on Tuesday at NXT? Yes. Did I need to see a stand and deliver rematch on the WrestleMania, on the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania? No, I didn't. So why did we get it? Don't know. And the fact that Braun Breaker won it back on Monday Night Raw was even more confusing. Why not give him the win at the showcase of Stand and Deliver that he was wrestling at? I mean, I know it was the same arena, so I can't say it's because it's a bigger crowd. So it just it would have taken bigger notice if he won it at. WrestleMania weekend at Stand and Deliver. 
The match itself, like I said, was a good match. I gave the match a B plus, but just because of the timing and everything, I, I'm knocking it down to a B minus. Right, and uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, you know, shot it backwards. You know, you gave the guy his match at you know stand and you know, stand and deliver. Let them take the title back and stand and deliver. You know, don't bring him out to Monday Night Raw and you know. Have them win the title. There was a, it was a decent match. I mean, I agree with your grade. The B minus. I'm definitely going to go with it. And uh, but I don't know. It just seems that you know. I mean, he had his match against Gunther last night. <coughs> Tuesday night. Well, I mean, are they going to continue to to go with Braun Breaker as the I like to say face of NXT because oh, yeah. he is champion? Yeah. Um. I don't know. It, it might not be a bad decision. He's pretty. He's pretty good on the mic. Not not too good, but he's pretty good. And his wrestling ability is basically, you know, all power right now, just like his dad was and his uncle. But I give I give the promo a B minus as well. Okay. Then after that, we went to um, Bobby Lashley. Oh, sorry, MVP being in the ring and and. Um, introducing Bobby Lashley. Um, folks, I swear to God, I didn't plan this, but it seems like every time we're going first, <laughs> trivia is going first. It's with another in-ring promo. But, um, then Omos came out. What'd you think? Like we talked off the air, uh, after, after Monday Night Raw, I think, uh, I mean, I was totally, totally shocked at what had happened. Um, when I saw it, my mouth just went, are you kidding me? I can't believe that just happened. And it's a good thing because I think WWE has put a little bit more emphasis now on the career of Omos by bringing in a mouthpiece for him. And uh, having, you know, MVP turn on Bobby Lashley, um, which I think Lashley's going to make a pretty good face because now he's getting over with the crowd now. And uh, it was a surprise. I can definitely see. I mean, I can guarantee. I can almost guarantee that this is going to be a match at WrestleMania Backlash. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was no clear cut winner because you'll probably, you know, Lashley will probably end up chasing MVP out of the ring back to the locker room and end up getting counted out. And, you know, there's there's Omos's revenge from WrestleMania, but um, the promo aspect of it. I gave it a a C minus, but because of the shocking parts as to what happened with MVP and you know WWE giving almost a mouthpiece, I bumped it up to a C plus. Oh, okay. Um, I liked you know they brought MVP out because we were wondering well, what does this mean for MVP. I just don't don't look at MVP as being a face, so I was still confused when Lashley came out. Nice crowd reaction. Last she took the mic, then Omos came out and like this. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I just swallowed a cough drop hole. Um, MVP, you know, pancake Lashley from behind. Um, and to me, as I said to Trib when we were talking um, in our pre-show production meeting, I, I think this is this is the last chance for Omos. Um, he, he's shown that he can be a big dominant, you know, beast 
if you want to say, quote-unquote, beast in the ring, uh, strong, powerful man, you know, defy all others, blah, blah, blah. But he wasn't good on the mic. When he was in the tag team with AJ Styles, he had AJ Styles, so he didn't have to worry about it. Pairing him with MVP, this is a chance for Omos to show what he can do in the ring. Um, if he doesn't, he'll just be tossed aside like all the other worthless big men, the Heidenreich, Schnitzky, um, what was that last guy that they had? I remember. I don't remember his name. One you were big on. I, I don't oh, remember. Lars Sullivan. Yes, you know, and he'll just be tossed aside like them, and they'll do nothing. Um, I actually gave it a, the whole thing a B minus because of the surprise of MVP. Right. After that, we then had the advertised tag team match of Queen Zelina and Carmella against Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Well, Zelina grabbed the microphone. And basically blamed Carmella um, for their loss at WrestleMania, which then caused the two of them to get into a little fisticuffs. Carmella left the ring, went over for Corey to protect her and hid behind him. And then after Queen Zelina went away, Corey consoled Carmella. And there was the 30 to 45 second rated R makeout session. Um, really surprised that they didn't have Corey Graves try groping her boobs while they were doing it. Um, I, I gave it an F. Right. I, I totally agree. I mean, <laughs> Zelina, I, I think she's, she's decent on the mic. And, you know, it's, um, she obviously blamed Carmella, and I don't blame her because Carmella was more, you know, infatuated with her wedding and worried about Corey Graves and what, what oh, Corey, look at me, you know, got most beautiful woman in WWE, got that stupid mask on and everything. And, you know, Carmella just ran, like you said, you know, she ran over to Corey Graves to have Corey Graves protect her, and Zelina just dropped her like third period French. So I gave it an F as well. Yeah, and, and a it, terrible promo. If this is the beginning of or continuation of the solo push for Queen Zelina, because that's what it looked like they were doing when she won the tournament. I mean, I guess this is a good way to do it. I don't know. Hey, Morgan, how you doing? Um. Well, we're doing well. At least I'm doing very well. I can't speak for Trev. I mean... <laughs> doing okay. Um, then we had a six-man tag match. as It was RK-Bro with Finn Balor taking on the Usos and Austin Theory. Um, what'd you think? That was a good match. Um, it was an unusual pairing to see the Usos and Austin Theory together. It was one of those, uh, I mean, I expected, a, you know, one of those, oh, okay, this is a tag, this is a tag, this is a tag. No, it was actually, I actually enjoyed, I actually enjoyed the match. Um, the ending, well, I kind of figured it was going to happen because it seems like every time the Intercontinental title or the U.S. title isn't on the line, it's not being defended champion ends up getting pinned. Um, the Usos looked good in the match. As usual, the uh, RK Bro looked good. I 
overall, I gave the match a B plus. Okay. Um, I thought it was one of the best matches on the card. To me, confusing booking. Um, the week before on the Go Home Show Bra, we saw RK Bro versus the Usos. If you wanted to do something with Austin Theory and Finn Balor, just do a match with Austin Theory and Finn Balor. Why put the two tag teams in just to put the two tag teams in? Neither one of them obviously were involved in the finish of the match. I, I just, just didn't, once again, something about this best Monday Night Raw that just did not make sense. Um, the match was good, don't get me wrong. I mean, I would I gave the match a B, but just because of the overall confusion of why it even happened, I, I'm, I'm you know, knocking it down to a C+. Okay. Morgan says, what did you think of Bianca after the fight with Becky? Uh, you know, she came out, made her point, you know, talked about winning the title, and she was glad to get the championship, so it was kind of a little wishy-washy, but it was okay, because like I said, she got her revenge from SummerSlam, and I'm expecting a few more matches between these two down the road. But one thing I did like, which was something we didn't see at WrestleMania, um, which were, you know, a video that was posted, I'm sure it wasn't only on one website, um, but when she came back after the match through the curtain, the first person that was there was her husband. And there was a long embrace and and tears of emotion. Um, for anybody in what everybody says, you know what? Yes, it's scripted. We all know. She knew she was winning it when she got there. But these things still mean something to these wrestlers. So once again, the pure emotion of her getting that celebratory, you know, arm raised in the ring... And being able to celebrate it with the love of her life, that that's what was really, really, really nice about, you know, after the match. Yep. Then, hey, guess what? We had another promo. And it was Edge um, coming down to the ring and bringing out um, Damien Priest. Um, is it me or you now? Okay, um, well, I mean, this is the beginning, I guess, of this rumored heel faction that Edge has um, started, and it's, it, I mean, it sounds like a storyline that we've done before, um, you know, a fan favorite realizes that he's been taken advantage of by the fans because... They really don't root for him. Um, blah, 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 yada, 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 bada, bada, bing, bada, bada, boom. So I'm doing this all for myself. I don't need to do this for you anymore. And yada, 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 bada, bing, bada, boom. Been here, done that. The only thing that interests me even in it ever slightly is how, Jesus Christ, won't stop sliding. How and if. This faction's going to grow larger and who else might be in it and what happens with it. Um, I, I mean, I gave it a D plus. Okay. Morgan says, I think Edge and Priest are going to go far. <laughs> well, depends on how long Edge is going to be around for. And who, and who they put in the faction. I mean, I think one of the people that they're going to put 
in that heel faction, I could see Tommaso Ciampa. That would be good. That would be good for that. But the promo itself, you know, I I totally agree with you, Greg. I mean, there's, I think it could have been better. There was a couple of points that they wanted to make that they made, and you know, yada yada yada, blah blah blah. So I gave it a D as well. Okay. I, I really not much to talk about for me with that because there was nothing going on. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it just confirmed that Damian Priest is by his side. Then after yeah. that, they had another match, um, finally. Um, it was the Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy. What'd you think? This was a awesome match. I mean, I, I don't know how um, Montez Ford can just keep doing this every single week with those frog splashes and the snail. It's got to be, it's got to be turning up his insides, landing on tables and uh, everything else. But I thought it was a good match. Um, Street Profits looking, you know, looking sharp again. I think they're going to give them a, a a big title run pretty soon. So I think uh, even Angelo Dawkins, you know, I mean, they're good on the mic. They're good in the ring. You know they're not they're not afraid to take chances in the ring because Dawkins I mean Montez Ford proves that just by you know doing a frog splash on Chad Cable on the table to get the three count so I I gave the match a B plus okay um, not that there were many matches on the show um, but this was both tag matches were were the two obviously well. Yeah, well, there were all there were three tag matches, but the women's one doesn't count. Um, I think this was a little bit better than the other men's tag match. Um, it wasn't as good as it could have been. I, I, I just, I think they realized that you know what? Hey, it's it's you know twenty of eleven, and we still get we still got to get Roman Reigns out here before the end of the show. We're we're only out for another twenty minutes. So it kind of seemed like the ending was a little rushed, but you know, for that fact, I, I'm going to give it a B. Um, but once again, I, I totally agree. I think Street Profits are the the number one contenders for RK Bro and their titles. I just, I, I just really, 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 really hope that Vince McMahon doesn't get this idea in his head because of what Montez Ford can do to split them up. And have them go in their singles way because I, I really think they could be, you know, a long-standing, obviously Hall of Fame worthy, going down in history as one of the best tag teams ever in the WWE as long as they're allowed to be a tag team for a prolonged period of time. Right. You think one can survive without the other in a singles run? I think Montez Ford could, but I don't think Dawkins would. Okay. You know, it'd be like, in my opinion, and not that size-wise, it would be like the Rockers, splitting up Shawn Michaels and, and Marty Jannetty. Yeah, Marty Jannetty had an okay career, but nothing like Shawn Michaels. Right. So, um, and then, speaking of which, we hit 10 of um, 11, and Roman Reigns started to come out for his in-ring promo. And you would think, knowing that... It's only 10 minutes left 
that maybe he would just come out, let his pyro go, and walk to the ring. Nope. He still stood there, put his arm out, got one belt, grabbed the other belt, slowly raised his arms, stood there, counted to ten, brought him down, and then methodically made, and he's, yeah, come on, Jesus Christ, dude. It took four minutes of your final ten minutes just to get to the ring. And then it was just Roman Reigns talking. There was nothing. Um, I mean, I know it's it's he's now the champion of WWE. So you had to have him on Monday Night Raw to, you know, be acknowledged, quote-unquote acknowledged, that he is the tribal chief, the head of the table, that he's in full God mode, and he, you know, Brock, whatever, Brock Lesnar, bash Brock Lesnar, smash Brock Lesnar, whatever. But his promo was the worst promo that I've seen him do since he came back. I gave it a D plus. Yep. Exactly. I mean, that, that, that promo was too short. I really didn't get nothing out of it. You know, he came out with, like you said, raised his arm with both belts, acknowledged me. You'll see what's going to happen on Friday Night SmackDown as far as what's next for me. I gave it a D. Worst promo I've seen Roman do in, in quite a while. Yep. And I think it's because maybe he didn't have enough time to, to really get stuff out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, they did have all these stupid little things. I mean... That little one-minute backstage where Rhea Ripley was asked by Liv Morgan, you know, what happened when she walked away from in the ring and Rhea Ripley saying, oh, you know what, I got us another match next week for the title, even though they lost a contender's match. Yeah. I mean, there were just a lot of little things. The only thing I was happy about, and, I'm, and I know I said this to you, that we didn't see anything with the 24-7 title and, and the whole quote-unquote love rectangle that they've got going on between those four. I, I was happy about that. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I, it was just an average Raw, so to have given it a C, but because it was the Raw after the biggest show where they had 156,000 people in attendance and the millions, as The Rock would say, and millions of fans at home watching, the highest viewed Monday Night Raw in well over a year... I'm going to give it a D plus. Yep. Totally agree. I totally agree. It was the worst Monday Night Raw I've seen after WrestleMania. Probably since WrestleMania... Three. 34. <laughs> 33, okay. No, but, three. Uh, WrestleMania three. <laughs> oh, WrestleMania three, yeah. And, uh, yeah, but it was... I was disappointed. I expected to see a lot more. I gave it a D as well. So, so now everybody, now that we finished our Monday Night Raw recap, it's time for my favorite part of the show. We hope it's everybody else's favorite too. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. All right, my mind automatically. I knew I had one story I wanted to start off with, and now I totally can't remember where it is and where I saved it. But hold on, give me one second here. Da 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 um, oh, um, we've been talking about, this is what I wanted to start off with, but this is what I will start off with. 
Um, we've been talking about certain wrestlers and when they're going to be coming back from injury. Well, you know, when they're going to be coming back, period. Um, obviously, Alexa Bliss, um, Elias, two wrestlers that aren't injured that have been disappeared for a while. Elias for a very long while. Came back to Ezekiel. Nobody's heard anything as far as Oscar goes. It's reported that she is healthy enough to come back. Um, Bailey's been toast, posting tweets left and right. People were uh, kind of getting on her. I don't know if it was, you know, beating... Um, uh, what's the phrase? I just went blank. Beating a horse while they're down. Um, with her missing her second straight WrestleMania. Last year, not by choice. Um, this year, due to injury. Um, you know, and her basically, hey, listen, you know, it's, you know, doctors, it's not me. If I could be at WrestleMania, I would. Um, well, there's another name. Um, quite coincidentally, I had posted a picture of Lacey Evans at the park with her two daughters. Um, her youngest daughter being just over a year old now and her showing, you know, her muscles that, that I definitely don't have, um, that she was in great physical shape. It is being reported that she will be backstage, at least backstage, um, at SmackDown this Friday. Now, whether she makes an appearance or it's just kind of one of those here, you know, why don't you come to SmackDown you know, we'll talk, maybe they're going to go over storylines, maybe they can do this, maybe they're going to do that, and kind of see what, what may happen. We don't know. But just look for a return from Lacey Evans very soon, right around the corner. Um, as we stated um, before, both Carmella, well, I don't know if we actually stated it on the show, but I know Alexa Bliss is due to be married soon. Um Carmella and Corey Graves are going to be getting married this weekend. Um, and they'll be off for a couple weeks. So, I mean, it may be the perfect time to bring Lacey Evans back to action. Um, it is being reported there's, um, that Kurt Angle um, is going to be hobbled for quite a while. As we know, Kurt Angle is probably one of the... Obviously, he's a Hall of Famer, possibly one of the best wrestlers in ring to go down in history, especially in recent history. But he's also a man that, that suffered many, many injuries throughout his career. Kind of had that go big or go home aspect in his wrestling career. Well, he's now going to be going through a double knee replacement um, surgery. Um, and that'll be coming up very soon, so we do wish him, um, the best of luck, and I'm sure he got his MRI six weeks before his scheduled surgery, so there won't be any delays in his surgery. Right. <laughs> um. Like there will be with trivia, unfortunately. Right. right. Um, speaking of surgery, in Rick Booz, who we know tore away his, um... Oh, ACL. Yeah, but his patella tendon as well. Um, that's what I was looking at. Um, he had successful surgery um, yesterday. He is expected to be out, um, depending on recuperation and recovery, the minimum of six to eight months, 
possibly as long as a year. Yeah, so, so he could be gone for the he'll, he'll be gone for the entire year. We won't see him back till probably mania of next year. If that. Yeah. If that. And then um finally, um one story I wanted to do is I was gonna go through a bunch of predictions that I had, but I have eighteen pages of predictions. I didn't have time to go through all eighteen predictions. So uh, I'll save that for another time, if at all. Um, there have now been betting odds released for whom will dethrone Roman Reigns um, as the uh, newly minted, undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Um at number three, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll let you guess who they, they have as the top three contenders to take, odds-wise, to take the title off of Roman Reigns. Number three. Drew McIntyre? All right, well, he's number one. Cody Rhodes? Nope. Randy Orton? Nope. Uh, one heel, one face. Lashley? Nope. One heel, one face. This should be the next person. The next, I mean, the not eventually. I mean, the person to take the title off of Reigns when he um, loses it. Uh, well, God, don't say Austin Theory. No, no, no. What I'm surprised you haven't mentioned, number two was Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. And number three, AJ Styles. They they see a possibility of a very big, not that he needs it, face push for AJ Styles to possibly be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. Number three, I, don't, I mean, there were a bunch of others after that. I mean, Big E was in there. Um, Cody Rhodes was in there, but I I think they, I mean, I believe somebody else will take the title off Roman Reigns before Cody Rhodes gets a chance to. And that's Nuggies News. All right, great. Um, I'm just totally, totally disgusted by the whole thing and the behavior and everything else. WWE Hall of Famer, Sonny. Trouble with the law again. Yep. Very, very tragic what happened to to both parties, really. I mean, you know, Sonny, um, I don't think she suffered any kind of serious injury, but two other people in the car suffered injuries, and one person died. Yep. Um, I don't know if they said she was under the, if she was under the influence or not. I don't know. Yep. Not going to speculate on that. Not going to say she was. Not going to say she wasn't. I'm just going to say it's a terrible tragedy. I really think she has fallen from grace in the last, I'd say, at least eight, nine years. And it, it's it's sad, too, because Sonny was, was a mainstay in WWE for a very long time, and she was popular with the guys, obviously. Um, and she, you know, she did a great job, I believe, as a valet slash manager. You know, she, she looked really good in anything she wore. And it's just getting, 
it's just really sad as to what happened to her. And I don't know, is this going to have, is this going to force WWE to pull her out of the Hall of Fame? Well, if they haven't pulled her out of the Hall of Fame yet, I don't know what they're waiting for. Um, this lady um, has had problems, as you said, for, for years now. But it seems like for the past few years, it, it's just been getting worse and worse. I mean, she got out of jail, then violated probation, went back to jail, came back out. Then there was the pandemic. So for a year, a year and a half, nothing happened because she couldn't go anywhere. And then as soon as the pandemic lifted, things started to happen again. She just, just somebody just hasn't learned her lesson. Um... The um, pro wrestling, and this is from the article, um, on April 7th of this year, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame member Tamira Lynn Sonny Stitch was involved in a fatal three-car crash in Florida, and police are investigating her for possible impairment. They had taken blood samples to check her blood. Um, this happened in a crash... Um, um, just north of Daytona Beach at 8.28 in the evening on March 25th. The Kia, the person driving the Kia, I'm not going to mention the name, just due to the respect of the family, died from injuries. Um, she was driving a, a big Yukon, GMC Yukon, so if you know what those are, they are huge. And, uh, once again... They issued, they later released um, Stitch after a search warrant was approved and executed to obtain a sample of her blood for investigation of impairment. Right. I mean, heart goes out to the family that lost a 75-year-old loved one. Um, it, you know, nobody wants to get that call from anywhere from the police, from the hospital, that your loved one's been killed. I mean, this is going to sound bad when I say it, but I, I hope it was an innocent mistake. Um, for her sake, I hope she wasn't impaired, meaning Sunny, because if she was, I don't think she's going to have to worry about any more DUIs or anything for quite a long time, because vehicular manslaughter with somebody like her record will probably put her into into prison until her 60s. Right. And you had mentioned in your statement that there was just somebody that didn't learn her lesson, which is true because WWE paid numerous times for her rehab, and she just didn't seem to get it. Um, like, like I said, I echo the same words. My heart and prayers go out to the family of the... The, love, uh, the deceased relative, may he rest in peace, may your family find... Well, it was, it, was, it was a lady. It was a lady. Oh, a lady, okay. Yes, she. Uh, may you find uh, comfort from your family and friends. And, uh, Sonny, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I've, I grew up watching Sonny, and uh, it's just, it's tragic what has happened to her life. In the last eight nine years, yeah, and if if you can, you know, if you have to go to prison for 
years and years. I mean, do I want to say she deserves it? Well, yes and no. But you just didn't seem to get it when you were out in the, out in the world. So maybe this is going to be a reality check and a wake-up call. And, you know, I want to wish that family all the, uh, you know, all the prayers. And uh, yeah. Top Rope Report is saddened by this news. Yep. So. And then another article I want to talk about. I don't know if the... If it's a subject we should bring up right now, but MSK. Mm-hmm. That was what I was going to bring up Just recently won the NXT Tag Team Championships from Imperium. Yep. And and now, poof, they're gone. Well, one of them's gone. Yeah, one of them's gone. And Nigel, I think his name is, what was his Na- first name? Nash Carter. Nash Carter. Yep. Uh, I just knew it was MSK. I didn't know who they really were. Nash Carter and Wet and Wesley. Okay, but could there be some truth to those allegations from Kimberly? I met Kimber a few times. She seemed, you know, this is. I mean, we're talking a long time ago, and to me, she seemed like a pretty straight up, pretty honest uh, person when you spoke to her. You know, but people thought, people change, times change. But I, I mean, the uh, abuse allegations, I mean, yeah, WWE's got to act on it and, you know, got to get, got to get the person out of a bad situation. Why? Why, why, why? And this is my only thing. And, and I, I mean, you know, Morgan, if you're still out there listening, watching, you know, no offense, but why does this man, now, once again, Let's let's start. Let's go back for people that don't know. Um, Kimberly reportedly went to the hospital um, with a busted lip from getting physically abused by um, Nash Carter. Said it's been going on for a while, and she's finally ready to break her silence. That's the report. The pictures on Twitter show that she has a little bit of darkness in her eye here, which I've seen in people that haven't slept for days. Um, People that are in college that are studying for tests up all night for days for finals, yada, yada, yada. She had a little mark on her lip. Now, sure, it could have been somebody punched her in the face twice and she had a little black eye and a quote-unquote busted lip. It could also have been a canker sore. I've seen people with marks on their lips like that from having severely chapped lips in the winter. Why is... And there's been no criminal charges, no arrest, no nothing. Why has this man lost his career before an investigation even happens? You know, it's not like Ray Rice who beat the shit out of his wife. Um, That guy from the Bears that knocked his wife out and dragged her into an elevator... There's no video proof. There's nothing showing that she got punched or beat up. Why? That's what I don't understand. Why all of a sudden you want to say, okay, you know what? We're we're just, we're, we're, you know, we're just letting you sit aside. I mean, look at all the allegations that fucking Velveteen Dream went through until they finally decided to get rid of him. That was years. 
I just don't understand why it happened. Yep, and it's one of those things where if it didn't happen, you know, you dragged the guy through the mud and everything else, and, you know, not only ruined his career, ruined his reputation, ruined his life. And you ruined his, and you, you ruined. Know, get the facts straight first. You ruined Wesley's career. They were a highly yeah. regarded tag team coming into the WWE. WWE had to outbid ROH, Impact, and AEW to put them in NXT. And they were very good. And now his tag team partner's career, I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know if they're going to repackage him. They're just going to say, hey, listen, you know, you're no longer the title. You're no longer the champ. You know, maybe we can put you together with somebody else or what they're going to do with him. I have no idea. Um, right. I know as of yesterday, they were both listed on, on the website as tag team champions. As of today, as of right now, I'm looking at the list of personnel and he's listed on the roster. Nash Carter is not. And he's no longer NXT champion. Tag team champion. So okay. those belts are vacated. Raphael, thank you. You have a great night as well. And you're welcome for all the info. And thank you for tuning in. We we'll hope to see you out there and hear from you. Many more shows. So, yeah, it's just tragic that... Uh, you know, with Nash Carter and, and NSK, because like you said, they are a tremendous tag team. Yeah. And they, I, I, I would have seen them holding on to the title for, for quite a while. Probably a, maybe an Uso-type run. Because they're just, they're just at the top of their game. And when you, when you can beat a team like Imperium, who's a, a good team, and take the titles from them, and then have something like this happen from your partner... Yeah. That's, that's a huge letdown. And the one thing I really huge liked letdown. about them is it seemed like every match I saw them, they invented another move. Yep. They didn't do the same things over and over and over again. There was something else that they, there was something they did that either you had never seen or you haven't seen in a long time. They didn't have, you know, three, four, five sets of moves. They had just a bunch of things that they did. So I could imagine them being at, whether at the performance center or wherever, maybe one of them has a ring in, in, in their garage or in their backyard, and they're like, hey, let, let's let's try this, and let's see if this works, and just constantly trying to develop and develop and develop, and now all that is shit and pissed away. Now, don't get me wrong. If he's found guilty, I hope the man never wrestles again. You know, uh, he'll be, you know, on the independent scene doing this, doing that, but that's just, there, there's no excuse for, you know, a man to beat on um, a woman. Right. Exactly. I, I agree. So, and, you know, there, I, I guess we had read somewhere, or you had said something about uh, some kind of, you know, divorce decree or something. Well, that was... what I read is, is two weeks prior to this, he... Filed for divorce from her. That, that, now, people, those who don't know me, I'm a half glass full, glass empty. I'm one of those types of people that, you know what, if I see this, I want to point out the other side to everything. Trevia knows this about me, and that's one of the things that aggravates the hell out of him about me, <laughs> is I'm judgmental with everything. If the abuse is so bad and so difficult, why is he the one filing for divorce from her? Because... They always go by what the woman says. 
Just like if it happened in Connecticut, he would be long gone. He'd be locked up in jail because Connecticut is a woman's state. Only if you there's breathe. proof of abuse. You breathe in this state, you make a woman mad. Oh. And uh, it's just a thing, yeah. And, you know, you, you really just can't worry about ruining a guy's career, ruining a guy's life just by hearsay. By what you say. Right. Have some actual physical evidence. Have actual physical proof before you start accusing the guy of anything. Right. And if WWE acts on it without the facts, well, then they're ridiculous. And if, if they have acted on it because of facts, then release a statement. I never saw, I mean, I, I still, to this point in time, I haven't seen that WWE.com, whether it was a tweet or a statement saying we've come to the, you know, release of blah, 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 blah. They haven't said anything that I've seen. If they have, once again, I haven't seen it. Um, but why, why not come out and say something? I mean, okay, it's only, I mean, I say this in quotes, it's only Nash Carter from NXT. It's not, and once I'm just going to uh, throw out a name, um, I don't know. Um, it's not a Randy The or- Brooklyn Brawler. I, you know, it's not, it's, I just make it up, just saying the name. Um, it's not Hulk Hogan's sex tape. I mean, it's nothing, you know, from the main roster that's going to destroy the roster. It's Nash Carter and MSK in NXT. Um, he's not a big money maker. I don't know what NXT guys make. I don't think they make a ton. Um, probably enough to make a a living, but not a comfortable living. I I wouldn't imagine they make much more than maybe $50,000 a year. I I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just throwing a number out there, but they're not making, they're not, they're not making hundreds of thousands, you know? Yep. And uh, that's why a lot of them live in, you know, like dorm-style apartments with other people from the performance center because they're not making a lot of money and they can't afford to live on their own. Right. So, yeah. Um, but those two stories for the week, they're tragic. Um, I hope things get investigated thoroughly and you know, all this comes out. We hope everything works out well for Nash Carter. And uh, Sonny, well, I really don't want to discuss that anymore. She just, she just threw everything all away, so. Okay, uh, hold on. Let's see. I did an article. I was just pulling up um, one of the websites I go to just to see. Um, and this just pulled up. Um, what is the real reason WWE released MSK member Nash Carter? According to recent reports, the former NXT star may have been released due to a highly insensitive and controversial photo that resurfaced online. Okay. Um... Brian Alvarez from... Um, Wrestling Observer Radio, um, which is the same thing that Dave Meltzer works for, um, 
said that obviously there were a lot of allegations of abuse and there was a picture that surfaced of him dressed as Hitler. And I think the most amazing thing about it to me is that there were rumblings about this well over a week ago to the point where he did a job on NXT last week. Well, that kind of, um, you know, changes it um, a little bit. I'm not, I don't want to turn this into a whole um, political platform, but I, I mean, for somebody that is of Jewish faith, um, somebody dressing up as Hitler is not funny. It's not. Oh, I didn't know he was. I didn't know he was Jewish. Well, no, Hitler. Like, do you know anything about U.S. history? Hitler killed. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Jewish people. Right, but I didn't know Nash Carter was Jewish. He's not. He dressed up as Hitler. Oh. Okay, yeah, that's that's not uh, that's not funny at all. Even I saw the photo. That's right. He had the mustache and he had the arm out and everything else. And yeah, that, that so wasn't funny at all. Maybe the abuse allegations were just the tip of the iceberg. You know, I, I don't know, but, you know, so, therefore, once again, that is presumably, I mean, why is WWE not going to come out, I mean, WWE's not going to come out and say, hey, we've agreed upon the release of this guy because he's a racist prick, you know. Right. You know, it'd be, it'd be the same if somebody, you know, showed a picture of them dressed up in a Ku Klux Klan cloth, you know, there's, there's no yeah. no place for that. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So now so back to now back to what are we huh? now back to our wrestling talk. <laughs> yep. Uh, other than Roman Reigns, is there anything else scheduled for SmackDown tomorrow night? I don't know. I, I haven't seen anything. Um, but I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, I don't know if you've read, but um, once again, after WrestleMania, we typically get call-ups as we say, quote-unquote call-ups from NXT. Um, I know, I mean, we're, what, an hour and ten minutes or so into the episode, and we haven't even talked about NXT. I didn't see it at all. I can't comment on any of the matches. But I do know the outcomes. I did read about it. Um, I mean, the fact that Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez lost their titles to just one on Saturday at Stand and Deliver, Imperium splitting up. I mean, LA Knight losing at Stand and Deliver. Those are three names, well, quote unquote, four names of people that I hear possibly being called up to the main roster. You know, Raquel Gonzalez, 
Um, and LA Knight specifically, I read there's a possibility that they may be making appearances on SmackDown this week. What do you think? Uh, I mean, do you think we're going to see some, you know, call-ups immediately? Or, or if not, I th- I when? Think, I think it's, uh, it's due. Uh, Robert Flynn, Bat Batman's Bob, thanks for tuning in. Um, exactly. That's why I had said to you the other day off the air, why bother putting the titles back on Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai if you're just going to take the titles off them a couple of days later? Right. And now I think they're going to bring both of them up to the main roster. Both of who? Because they're obviously needing tag teams. Yeah, but from the way I read it uh, about what happened at NXT is after they lost, Dakota Kai went up and, you know, was flipping out all by herself. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to bring them both. I don't know if they're going to bring them up as a tag team because that would be stupid. Okay, why? LA Knight, why? Why? See. Why would you add another female, you know, women's tag team to the main roster? I mean, we've got two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see LA Knight coming up. I could see. Uh, but what role? What role would you see uh, LA Knight? What role would you see LA Knight? I mean, you can't. I mean, I. I don't. What I don't want. Is I don't want somebody coming up to the main roster and then doing a Keith Lee. Bringing him up and then giving him this push that's not going to be successful and then doing nothing right. with him. Yeah. I, that, that's just, you know, so I mean, I'm all for bringing people up from the roster. But, but just don't bring them up to take up space. Right. Like, if Lacey Evans is going to return this Friday night on SmackDown, and the plan is for her to possibly be next to challenge Charlotte Flair, I don't want Raquel Gonzalez to come up. Because who's she going to, who's she going to, I mean, unless Shayna Baszler is going to be in the ring and she's going to start a few with Shayna Baszler like she had in NXT, I, I don't know. That That's what, I, I don't want them just to bring somebody up just to bring them up. I want them to have a good concrete storyline or something from the do and I don't see anything right now for them to bring LA Knight up for. I don't I don't know what they would do I with think, them. Um, I think Gunther and Imperium, the other guy from Imperium, yeah. bringing them up I think will be good because they can they might have a good feud with RK Bro, they might have a good feud with the Usos. So something like that could be uh beneficial to Either show. Yes, that I can see. So, but I mean, if you bring up L.A. Knight, and like you said, you know, don't make a Keith Lee out of him, but make sure you have a plan in place for him when you bring him up. Right. I, I, you you know, know, you don't put him in the ring with some, some schmo to make him, you know, look powerful and then don't see him for five, six weeks. And are you bringing him up as a heel or as a face? If you're bringing him up as a heel and you're putting him on SmackDown, is he your answer to a contender for Ricochet? And is he that good to automatically be put into an IC title match with Ricochet? Right. If you bring him up as a, as a heel, same thing with Finn Balor. I mean, is he good enough to challenge Finn Balor? Well, I, I, right now I think we know. Title. Right now I think they they've already decided that Austin Theory is going to be um, feuding with Finn Balor. So I don't think you're just going to stop that right away. All right. 
fucking loads. So, yeah, so I, like I said, you know, I mean, I see some call-ups coming up uh, very, very soon. Um, and if there are call-ups coming up very soon, then, you know, do something with them. Don't just bring them up just to take up space. Right. And I don't... You got, I don't, you got some good... You, I don't think there's you got much... Some good talent down there, use it. I don't think there's much we need... I mean, at least on Raw, to bring up, um, because you have, especially, I mean, I'm looking at the women's division, specifically, uh, I mean, people are saying, you know, maybe they should bring up Io Shirai, well, when you have people like Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Bailey, Lacey Evans, just, I mean, specifically Alexa Bliss, and, you know, Asuka, I mean, why didn't you bring up Io Shirai when they've proven they can do what you want to bring Io Shirai up for? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I thought they would have bought Io Shirai up after Asuka took some time off. I thought, I thought she would have been bought up a while ago. But they just... Uh, Maybe they just don't have anything for her. They wanted, they wanted to see where her and Kaylee Ray were going to go in the Dusty tournament. Why? Why would they? they want it. Why would Oscar have anything to do with? You don't think they want to have two Asian women on the roster at the same time? No, I'm just saying. You know, maybe you know, just just to fill that void that Oscar left when she when she got hurt. You know, because they're they're struggling for women wrestlers. We're seeing the same matches every week. Bring, bring up somebody new and, you know, put them in a feud. Case in point. We haven't seen, uh, uh, what's your name there? Their protector, Zia Lee. We haven't seen Zia Lee in a couple weeks. Exactly. I mean, they brought up, they we brought up, seen, um, they brought up Tegan Knox. They brought up, they, they brought up people and they just, they don't succeed. They brought up Tegan Knox. Let her go. Brought up Tony Storm. Let her go. They brought up Shotzi. Where the hell is she? They brought up Zylee. Where the hell is she? Yeah. You know, so what so what are they gonna do? They they what are they gonna do? Just bring up, you know, more people to perform at house shows? Because they're not performing on Raw and SmackDown. Yep. Shotzi was at WrestleMania last weekend. A friend of mine had a picture taken with her in Dallas. Well everybody was. Everybody was. The entire roster was at WrestleMania. So but you know, you're you're totally right. I mean, why bring these? Where have they been? Uh, what's the other one there that that beat Natalia in that record time? Oh, um, Aaliyah. Aaliyah, I haven't seen her around either. You know, why and this bring is, these people up if you're not going to do anything with them? And this is why I honestly still believe, and I will say over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, they need to get rid of the women's tag titles because they can't just keep throwing two women together. It's like throwing spaghetti at the wall. If it sticks, okay. How long is it going to stick? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it only stuck for two minutes. Well, okay then. Let's just try another one. You know what I mean? If you're not going to really, really try and solidify women for the tag team titles, get rid of the belts and make a mid-level singles title for the women. That way you can have other women challenging for a few, not just standing in line, twiddling their thumbs, waiting for somebody else to get through with, well, now, Bianca and Charlotte. Right. 
you know, you have another belt, you can start building feuds up. Yep. I mean, even even if you just take a, a mid-level title and make it like a TV title for the women, at least it'll give other female wrestlers, single wrestlers, an opportunity to go for it instead of, like you said, instead of sitting around twiddling their thumbs. Right. I mean, even, so, even you don't even, you know what? You don't even have to recreate another title. Rename the 24-7 title that Dana Brooke holds and make that a women's title that can be defended on either brand. There you go. We get rid of the stupid 24-7 and people pinning people in booths at Denny's um, to an actual title that they've already had that's already designed. You don't even have to pay money to get another one. All you got to do is make it the women's 24-7 title because be, it can be fought on any of the brands, either three brands at any time. But only in the ring. Only in the ring, though. Not yep. backstage in a, you know, in, in a stall in a women's bathroom. It can be defended right. on Raw, NXT, or SmackDown. Exactly. So hopefully, you know... They'll do something with those and, uh, you know, bring up some other other people to get involved in the game. So you know, And I kind of do like sort of the brief idea that it looks like WWE had with um, Dolph Ziggler, AJ Styles interacting with NXT. Why not, and now hear me out on this. I mean, it's kind of taken a nod off of AEW. I mean, they have their men's TNT title. They have a women's TBS title, blah, blah, blah. Why not allow the NXT men's title to be defended on Raw or SmackDown or NXT routinely? You know, the women's tag title only have one women's tag champion. If it happens to be toxic attraction, fine. Let Mandy Rose have the NXT women's title defended on Raw and SmackDown as well. That would be your quote-unquote mid-level title. That way you're not only having, you know, okay, after Mandy Rose gets through Kaylee Ray and or Io Shirai, who's next? Oh, shit, Alexa Bliss or Sasha Banks or, you know what I mean? Incorporate all three brands together. Get rid of the exclusivity to the to the Raw and SmackDown rosters, and let the champions be the champions of their brand, but can defend it on any of the shows. Yep, I agree. That's what they should do. So WWE, if you're listening, paying attention, try it out. It might work. So, all right, Greg. Uh, that's why he's the best in business, folks. I would have never come up with, su- with suggestions and ideas like that. So, kudos to Greg for coming up. Well, with I'm kind of crazy, and I think about things way out in left field a lot. Oh, sorry, yeah. that's right field, left field. <laughs> yep. So, all right. So, anything else, Greg? Nope. All righty. So, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for the comments. Uh, like I said, this weekend. Uh, Danny Justice, I'll be uh, I'll be in touch with you. So, on behalf of the Nuxer Greg, 
This is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Reports, and thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you all on Sunday. And thank you once again for joining another episode of Top Rope Report. Once again, tune in Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for another fabulous edition.